If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's up, y'all? It's your boy David with Blackwell Renaissance, and I'm here today to tell you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the best place to make a podcast. Anchor is a free app that has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. What's good, family? Jalen here. I have some great news to share with you. We have recently launched BWR Academy, the number one online school and community focused on teaching personal finance and wealth building principles. By becoming a member, you will gain access to premium financial education covering the topics of credit and financing, debt repayment strategies, retirement planning. That's right, we're going over 401ks, IRAs, and everything in between. Life insurance, we'll be having weekly budgeting and accountability calls, and so much more. You will also gain access to a powerful network. For years, we have been preaching, your network is your net worth. So here's your chance to increase your social capital. We will be having many of our previous podcast guests coming back to teach exclusive classes that can only be found through BWR Academy. We have also partnered with Capital, a premier financial app that will allow you to participate in our quarterly savings challenge. We have a goal of helping a thousand families save $1 million collectively. We'll make sure that you are not a part of the 74% that cannot afford a thousand dollar emergency. So if this sounds like the type of environment you would like to be a part of, make sure you sign up by clicking the link in the show notes. Make sure you sign up now because spots are extremely limited. See you in the academy. Today. My bank account might not agree, but hey, that shit on the way Me and my niggas laying brick on top of brick till we straight If you the type that play the victim, you can't come in my space You know this game ain't for the weak, it's hard to carry this weight I keep my balance through the ups and downs, I'm never gonna break You feel the purpose in my spirit when you look in my face Cause this ain't a second, I can waste something food on place Fumbled the bag, I still ain't got that disappointment to shake So now I'm trying to double up on every dollar I make Money don't buy you happiness, it sure don't take it away I'm smiling hard as hell, every time I step in the bank 
We can't be making reckless moves, cause there's so much at stake When you got some shit to lose, your decisions gon' change Cause every action got a consequence, consider your ways Hardest thing to do in life is elevate through your pain I can relate to feeling like your life is stuck in the face Giving effort, but results just keep remaining the same Have some patience with yourself, shit ain't as bad as you claim I seen the homeless nigga smile while he was standing in rain It's all about perspective Chillin', catching blessings And cryptocurrency been bustin' And I'm well invested She know that if she rock with me Then she gon' stay protected Cause even when this shit get hectic I ain't never stressin' I'm legend I woke up feeling wealthy today My bank account might not agree But hey, that shit on the way Me and my niggas layin' brick On top of brick till we straight If you the type that play the victim You can't come in my space You know this game ain't for the weak It's hard to carry this weight I keep my balance Through the ups and downs I'm never gon' break You feel the purpose in my spirit When you look in my face Cause this ain't a second I can waste I'm putting food on place Yeah. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Black Wolf Renaissance Podcast. Your boy David Bellar, one fourth of the Black Wolf Renaissance, checking in with my co-hosts Jalen and Kelly. How y'all feeling, bro? What's good? What's good? What's good? It's your boy Jalen, man. Another quarter of the Black Wolf Renaissance. I'm feeling good, man. It's a Saturday. It's yes. ugly outside, but it's great in here, man. Amen. The energy going good. We got some great vibes going on. Yes, indeed. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Kelly here, one-fourth of the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast here, checking in, checking in. Man, I'm just glad it's, I'm here. Yeah. I, I haven't been with y'all in a little, in a little like minute. two months, bro. It's, it's been a minute. I've been grinding and working, man, but happy to be here. Hey. Well, we just, as, as we just said before this, man. We said everybody always try to call us. Hey, I'm glad you put it on silent, man. <laughs> Anyways, man, as y'all could tell what's going on, man, we got us a special guest. We in yes, studio. Sir. So I'm going to let my brother David introduce our lovely diva of a guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all. So today we got yet another special episode for y'all. Like my brother Jalen was just saying, we got a great young lady on here. She is a lawyer that is out here educating our people on building wealth businesses and how to do things the right way. Miss Sierra Wilson. Sierra, how you doing? What is up? I'm great. I'm great. I'm really happy to be here. Hey, this appreciate you for pulling up. Thank you for coming up. First time in Dallas. Turn up. So I hope you enjoying it. Well, <laughs> when I woke up this morning, I looked outside and I'm like, Oh, yeah, the fog was ugly. I ain't gonna lie. I was so confused. I really was like, what is that? I was, <laughs> I was like, is it rain? Like, I didn't know what it was. And I really was just. At least you didn't come like last weekend. Yeah, last we didn't last, last, like, all that snow and shit. Yeah, it was terrible. Honestly, I just bought my ticket yesterday because hearing about that, I was like, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy out here last week, but. It all, it all came together. It came together. Good perfect day. timing. Good Happy weekend. Good here. energy. Yes, indeed. We thankful for having you. So, Sierra, the way we kick these things off always, we want to ask you, like, how did you get your start? For anybody that's unfamiliar with you, like, what led you into law? And then what made you want to go down this path of educating people? Okay. So, my journey is really twofold. So, I'll talk to you guys about just my professional journey and then also, like, my like social media and marketing mm -hmm. journey. So to start off, you know, there's always that little kid that's like, what are you going to be? And I'm like, a lawyer. So I always, I don't know, since I was a really little kid, I just was like a strong like advocate, really passionate. And just, I don't know what it was, but I always inherently, it was very inherent to me. Like nobody told me this, but I always was like really passionate about Black people. And I was 
raised in the suburbs. So it was really diverse where I was, but there was always like this really strong sense of like black pride in me. And I would be like frustrated about like police brutality when I was a little kid. And I was just like, I'm going to change the world. Like I really wanted to change the world since I was a little kid. So I went to school. So my bachelor's is from Arizona State. I got it in criminal justice because I really was going in like, I'm going to be a strong like criminal defense attorney because to me, that's what was flawed in our system. And that's what I wanted to fix. Mm -hmm. But when I went to law school, I suddenly had a desire to work at this law firm. And at that law firm, I did like employment, personal injury. If you guys don't know personal injuries, like car accidents, mm-hmm. slip and no, We know about personal injury. We're from Louisiana. That's number one out there. <laughs> oh, okay. So I used to work at a personal injury law firm when I was in law school. And that for me, eyes um, to just like a whole new world of mm-hmm. like justice. I started to see just how we're mistreated in the workplace, how if we don't have lawyers that are our color and like personal injury, you know, a black person will go into like, I would say like a, I would just say anything other, if you're black and you go to any other attorney who's not black automatically, if you're hurt, they're just like assuming you're like exaggerating Mm -hmm. because the way they see you already is like perceived as like Mm -hmm. low. But if you have a black attorney, when you walk in, you know, they love you. They have no reason to doubt what you're saying. So I would just see like who was really on the other side. Mm -hmm. And it was all at the law firm I worked at. It was all blacks, all Mexicans. So then this passion that I had just like got more strong, but I didn't know like what I would do with it. So I actually took the bar three times. Mm. So after the first two times, I started working. Actually, I started working at this law firm right after I took the third bar and I started off as what's called a law clerk. So before you pass the bar, you have to be a law clerk. So I was working as a law clerk at it was a civil defense firm. It was representing big corporations, representing cities. And now I'm on the other side. <laughs> I'm just simply on the other side. I'm, nobody looks like me anywhere. Mm-hmm. So before at the law firm, I was representing us. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm, oh my God, surrounded. <laughs> like it was, it was a very uncomfortable place to be, but I did it for two years. I worked at these insurance defense firms and I just learned a lot. I learned so much about corporations, the insurance industry, how these different businesses operate. And I'm like, who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Nobody looks like us. Mm. Nobody. All my clients, all of them were something else. Nobody was black. Nobody. I can't, I can't think of one black client I had as a business. I can't. There's not one that comes to my mind right now. And that's when I started becoming more passionate about, okay, the criminal justice system, we have people working there. We have Mm -hmm. people fighting that fight right now. But where we don't have people fighting a fight is encouraging and empowering our people 
to start businesses from whatever they're passionate about. Mm. We have a whole bunch of people that are, hey, sell this, whether it be Forex, whether it be stocks, whether it be real estate. But there's a whole bunch of people out here that every day when I ask people on life, what kind of business do you want to start? Everybody has something different to say. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't fit into these, you know, these four types of businesses that everybody's talking about. So I'm like, you know what? I want to teach people how to start businesses doing whatever it is that they're truly passionate about, Mm -hmm. truly passionate about. I want people to be walking this earth, walking in their purpose and to be living truly fulfilled lives. I don't want people waking up in the morning dreadful because that's not how you're supposed to feel when you wake up. I don't want them, you know, driving in traffic to get to a place that if they're not there on time, they're going to get in trouble. Like, first of all, when you're the boss, you could go whenever you want and you could decide where the office is. So if there's traffic, you wait till the traffic dies down. And if you want to work out before, if you want to sit down and eat, if you have kids, you want to play with your kids before, do that and then go to your office. But I really want us to experience life free. Hmm. And especially free of standards that we didn't even create. We didn't even create these standards. And we're sitting here trying to walk this walk and talk this talk. And I speak it from experience because I did it. And I'm like, this is not where I belong. This is not where I belong. So I know that there's a ton of people who are sitting in some corporate space Mm. or any other space that they don't truly desire to be. And they're doing it because they feel like they have to do it to make ends meet. And we do it because we think that there's no funding available. We think that we have to know everything before we start. We're so scared because nobody around us has ever done this before. So we're just our ignorance. And I always say this, when I say ignorant, I say it from a place of love. Like I'm not saying it to insult anyone. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying for lack of knowledge. So our ignorance has us in fear when really, if we saw the benefit, it far exceeds what our heart truly desires. Mm. So all in all, that's my professional journey. That's what, you know, got me to this place here. And then when we talk about marketing, me being on social media, I was also the little kid that was also like, I'm going to be like famous. I'll just be like, I'm going to be famous. And I'm going to, I don't know. I just always knew that my name would be big. So when I say famous, I'm not saying it in a vain way. I just, Mm -hmm. would, you know, I just knew that people were going to look to me for something. I didn't think that it was going to relate. I thought maybe like, I don't know. I don't know what I thought that I would do that would bring that. I guess I thought just practicing law. I don't know, but I knew it. So after I graduated college, I started selling jeans on Instagram because I'm super creative. I love fashion and I started selling jeans and I would like personally bleach them, destroy them. Mm -hmm. I would use a Dremel and like hand destroy them and just like make them exactly how I see in my head. Mm -hmm. And I would take my own pictures. I had a big cartel. I would be sending them to influencers. And when I was doing this, you didn't have to pay influencers at all. I was just send it to them and be myself and be like, Hey, I'm Sierra. Like, these are my jeans. I hand did them. I 
love who you are. I love what you represent. Like, I would just love if you wore my jeans. And I also had shirts back then that said Real Women Hustle because I used to be so annoyed by like all the housewives. I'm like, Mm. no, Real Women Hustle. So back then I was preaching for women to just like work hard. But I had Real Women Hustle shirts and the jeans. So I started selling those. And I stopped that to focus on law school because when I first got to law school, they're like, everything that you have, like you need to shut it down. Like you can't be in law school and, and have have a side hustle and uh, trying to run a business. Yeah. So it was a hard decision, but it all came back full circle. And now I'm working on clothing. I want to do like fashion, like, and I love like gym apparel. I love like athleisure. So full circle, I'm working on that now. And that's like my social media career and how I got here. Hey, that's cool. <laughs> And I ain't gonna lie. So I definitely got some questions that I want to go back and like get into just with you getting started into your law, like your law career, because you said, you know, you had that passion for black people as a young kid. And I just want to know, like, what sparked that? Because you said you were in the suburbs. So like, what sparked that passion to you? Was it like a movie maybe you watch? I know you were based out of L.A. Like, did you see some police brutality like in front of your eyes or maybe you experienced it at school? that kind of made you feel uncomfortable? What actually invoked that in you? I love it. I love it. That's a great question. So, and I'm glad you asked too. So my parents, they're like, my dad, he has 10 siblings. And my dad, you know, I have a few uncles. They're, you know, the ones in the family that did well from themselves, but everybody in my family, you know, doesn't live where I lived. And, you know, I had family that like lived in the hood that I went to every weekend because at the end of the day, I have young parents. So my parents were having fun when they were young. So they were taking me and dropping me off at my cousin's houses. Mm -hmm. So I really have lived a life that's been like both, you know, I've seen both sides and it's been a really balancing life. And I would say on top of that, being in the suburbs and being the only like one of few black kids, like I was the kid that they're like, she has ADHD. She has ADD. And I'm like, now looking at myself, I'm like, everybody was dumb around me. And I was far beyond mm-hmm. them mentally. Okay. They couldn't keep up with me. Okay. So the fact that they're saying ADD, I think it's like, oh, when a black kid's gifted, something's wrong with them. And I was just young. I don't know. Ever since I've been young too, I could really like analyze and understand things more deep than what they were. So when teachers were talking to me, I might not be like able to express what was going on, but I could feel it. And I could feel like, you're not going to treat me like less than just because I'm black. Hmm. And it just makes me so happy. Like, I remember, you know, you hear these rappers, they talk about like the teacher that told me, no, I remember the principal that said that I have ADD or or I have ADHD. And I'm like, oh my God, I literally pay people her salary now. And I'm freaking 29 years old. And if I stuck in a career of just me working at a law firm, I wouldn't be able to do that. So clearly I was beyond people and my life now has proven it. Hmm. That's powerful. I like that. And I kind of want- I had something I wanted to get into your journey into the corporate space. Cause I know you mentioned like, uh, we talk with a lot of people about that. Like they decide to leave corporate because the environment itself is like, somewhere that just not very inviting for black people. 
do you feel like the information that you learned there, like with corporate, was that foundational to your success still? Because like a lot of times we talk about corporate from a negative aspect, but do you think it also helped you in a sense? Yeah. So it helped me on a social level and it helped me on a, just like a career level. Mm -hmm. So career wise, or I would say education wise, education wise, what I teach now, I learned working at these corporate law firms. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to speak on these things at all. And I speak from experience. I'm not just, I'm not just on a podium talking. Like, no, I really represented them. And I really see the bad things that they've done. And I'm not saying bad as in like evil, malicious. I'm saying bad as in like wrong things. Today I was on live and I just was giving them examples. I was like, you know, if your client dumb Dan comes in, I've seen dumb Dan be dumb. So I'm just trying to talk to people before they get to that point. But I got that from working at the law firms. And then also I would say, because like now I have a platform and as my platform grows, I see it as I've gained something that people don't have to go through because I'll tell them straight out, like, this is what's on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. Just trust me, please. I've done it. And if a lawyer will tell you, because what other jobs are you going to do that are going to be, you're going to get more respect in a corporate sense than like a doctor or a lawyer. So if I'm telling you, trust me when I say there's nothing for you at that tree. So don't climb that one. Here. We're going to start planting our own seeds and watering our own because our fruit would be sweeter. So I learned that too. I could lay down on this ground and thank God for the experiences that I've had in life because all of them, mm-hmm. all of them have shaped me to be who I am today. And I feel like everybody has their own unique life experiences that make them who they are. And we have to embrace that. We have to, have to, have to. Oftentimes I Man, I speak to people every day and they make me like sad because they allow their experiences to dictate where they're going. I'm like, Mm. no, your story, what you've been through is what gives you strength. And that's what makes you you. And you got to lean into that and grow that and help people that are going through what you're going through come out on the other side. Yeah, that's the beauty of life, right? I would say beauty of community, beauty of friendships, relationships is learning from other people and not having to go through that's what parents you know you're a good parent just guides you through life and helps you avoid the same pitfalls yeah and they teach you from their mistakes Hmm. i had a question so you feel like it's better for someone to start their own corporation or start their own business than trying to work up a ladder and try to hire out people that do look like us so I can't even expand fully in the sense of what I would think our vision as our community, how our vision will go. But I think that's an aspect of it because at the same time, who's going to be the employees? Mm -hmm. So we can have independent contractors. We could partner with people, but at the end of the day, there's going to be some employees. Has to be. Yeah. So we have to have employees, but the employees, we need to be different in how we manage employees. I've been an employee and they beat me down. I'm not beating nobody down. You ask him, I build him up. I don't beat him down. I treat him like he's my little brother. Like any opportunity I see from him, I'm not selfish. I present it to him, talk to him about it. I'm here to help him grow as a person. I'm not here to help him 
grow for me. Trying to keep him in your box mm-hmm. and control everything. No. And I like that because my thought is if you're coming into my organization, I want you to have some type of ambition to where I can help you reach that next level also. Like if it's some resources that we can help you out with, take advantage of it because I don't want you to, like you said, come here, feel miserable. Like, oh, I'm just working here. No, I want you to feel like, okay, I'm working here for a purpose, whether that's for me to get to the next level or whether that's for me to impact my community through being a part of this organization. And it's like, I want you to feel how I feel. I'm happy every day when I wake up. I'm just like, I wake up in the morning and I just look outside and I'm like, this is literally what I dreamt of. Me just being able to buy a ticket and come here. This is literally what I dreamt of. My dream is to be a nomad in life. I want to keep going, keep going. I was in Miami for a week at a beautiful place. I'm like, I want everybody in my space to feel like that. Everybody should just be like, can y'all believe this is happening right now? That's how we all should feel about life, right? Mm -hmm. That's powerful. Now I want to go into like, so that's the goal. If I'm somebody listening and that's my goal, I want to be a nomad. I want to travel. Where do I start to build that business? I love you for asking me that. I love you for asking me that because of course there's a business behind it, right? We can't just be, I might, so. Money falling from the sky. Let me expand. I didn't tell y'all the whole dream. My dream is to be a rich nomad, (laughs) a rich nomad. This is the part that y'all can't share because I'm going to trademark that. (laughs) This is what we got to cut. But my dream is to be a rich nomad and how I plan to achieve it is I plan to have businesses that generate cash flow and I want to put my money from that into real estate. And I want my real estate to be like supreme. Like I look at $22 million houses. I look at those houses on YouTube that make you want to like cry. And I'm like, how do I get there? How do I get there? So to be able to travel the world, you have to have assets all around the world. And you also have to have cash flow because Y'all been in airplanes, like you want to be in an airplane sitting nice because if you're moving far, you need to be comfortable and then you want to live comfortable. So you enjoy wherever it is you go. You want to be happy with what you see. So if you have a place in Brazil, if you go from America to Brazil, that's a long flight. So you want to be comfortable when you get there. Like you want to have staff, right? You want to have people cooking for you, cleaning up after you, driving you around, security. Because if you're rich, what? You need security. So you're going to need a team of people that you need your cash flow to pay for that. And your business could be running the Airbnb or running, if it's a tenant in there, running, that's your business. You have investment property. So you can write all these things off that I just talked about, chef, that's normal. And the thing about it is we have to go deeper too, because I don't even know like taxes and like laws of other countries. Mm -hmm. Other countries might be more laid back than America. Right. But in America, we maneuver how we have to maneuver. Mm -hmm. It takes learning too. You can't be a fool. If you want to live this lifestyle, you got to learn as you go, because each country you go to, you have to learn about their system. Mm-hmm. 
there's Americans that don't know the American system. Talk on it. (laughs) So that's a fact. If you want to be, you know, going around, you got to be proficient in the language of the world. And you have to be a smart individual. You can't, you have to be like instinctual because you can't, how are you going to stay out of danger moving around? (laughs) You're going to be getting yourself into some predicament. So especially in other countries, man. And moving around with money, you look flashy. And it's a, you look like a lick. <laughs> yeah, you got to look. You got to fit in. Or if you're going to look look the part, make sure that you're moving right. Yeah. Make sure the people that you got with you could protect you. You don't be moving around with people who are going to be just as, like, feeble. Mm-hmm. And clueless as you. <laughs> yeah, you need people who are, like, trained. People who are, like, in the military, maybe. But you got to pay some. Shooters. I'm trying. I'm trying not to say it, but I'm. <laughs> it's all cool. <laughs> so, yeah, so for someone like who's damn familiar with the American system, they don't know anything about this. Like starting a business. Yeah, starting a business. What are the steps they need to take to get a business from idea to I have an actual business entity here? Okay, so to start and run a business, there's some basic things that you have to understand. So you have to understand simply what's the difference between sole proprietorships, partnerships, LLCs, and corporations. Mm-hmm. If I were to put that in like one sentence, two sentences, the main difference between sole proprietorships, partnerships, and LLCs and corporations is this. So sole proprietorships and partnerships, it's what you just automatically become the second you decide you want to sell something, you want to make money. It means you're self-employed. You've employed yourself. Mm -hmm. There's no benefit of being a sole proprietor. There's no benefit of being a partnership. It's just, that's just who you become the second you start to sell stuff. Now, LLCs and corporations, those are legitimizing your business. Whatever it was you were doing as sole proprietor, this is now, this is real. This is not my side hustle. This is my real business. This is what I see myself doing for the next five to 10 years. So there's actual benefit. Mm-hmm. There's benefits to that as opposed to sole proprietorships and partnerships because now you're taking it seriously. So there's three major benefits. And the first is, from my perspective, because I'm an attorney, asset protection. Asset protection because if you're not protecting your assets and the goal of starting the business is to build wealth, you're hustling backwards. What do you achieve? Because of the second that something happens, you can lose it all. Now, second, second benefit is there's funding opportunities available to business. So what right, what investor in their right mind would just hand over any dollar amount to an individual? What type of business person is that? That sounds, that's. They don't sound like they got good business acumen. (laughs) That sounds like dumb Dan, right? So (laughs) dumb Dan invests his money in sole proprietors and partnerships, but Investor Isaac, he only invests in LLCs and corporations because these are legitimate businesses. And by him investing his money into them, he's protected. He's protected from whatever you do in your personal life. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. He would take on your liabilities if he invested in you and your business. 
and you weren't operating as a legitimate business. Okay. So business funding opportunities are out there. Mm -hmm. A lot of us think this is literally like the number. I don't know if I'm a survey survey says number one deterrent people starting business is I don't have any money. Mm -hmm. Like Mm. I have money and I'm not going to use mine. What are you talking about? Like, you can't use your money to start a business. You start a business with other people's money. You start it with either you get a loan, you get business credit, you get a grant. But those opportunities are endless. That's like scholarships for students. They're out there. I mean, at the end of the day, America was built for businesses. Mm-hmm. It was built for it. So there's several funding opportunities, but they're only available to LLCs and corporations. And then finally, tax benefits. If you want to live like the wealthy, you got to have tax benefits. You can't be spending all this money and not being able to write it off. You want to write it off because when you write off business expenses, you lower your taxable income. So if you made $100,000, but you had $30,000 in expenses, you only pay taxes on Mm $70,000. You didn't make a hundred. You made seventy. So why would you be taxed on a hundred? So if you're playing chess and not checkers, you're enjoying your business, mm-hmm. but you're making it make sense. You're understanding tax laws so that you can say with unequivocally, "I did this because of this in business," and nobody could question you. But if you don't understand it, you can't even stand tall and stand on your actions and what you've done. But business expenses, the tax code is literally written for us to incur them and write them off. So we have to learn taxes too. So LLCs and corporations overall, three benefits, asset protection, business funding opportunities, and tax benefits. Mm -hmm. So a person wanting to start a business has to understand those three things are key. Those Those three things are key and you have to have an LLC or corporation. So I get this question all the time. People ask me about, should I form an LLC or a corporation? So the main difference between LLCs and corporations is who owns them, right? So LLCs are owned by members. So I'll use you guys as an example. If BWR, if they're an LLC, these three guys own it. They're the members and they own it. Only three. Now, if BWR is a corporation, their shareholders owns it. Who owns it? Everybody listening because they love your podcast and they believe in it. So they all put some money into it and they all have ownership interest in it. So because the ownership interest is more complex of a corporation, it's more difficult to manage because There's more things that have to be done to maintain the corporation. Mm -hmm. You have to have a board of directors. You have to have officers and you have shareholders and everything that you do, every meeting you have, you need to have minutes. You all need to vote and agree on business expenses. Oh, we decided to lease this space. All three of us need to sit down, have minutes of this meeting and all agree that we're leasing this space. Who wants to live like that? Who wants to live like that? No, 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 no. That's too complex if it's just... A starting up business, yeah. 
Yeah, you want to start off. There's so much more that you have to learn. You have to learn how you're going to make money. <laughs> That's a big one. Biggest challenge. <laughs> <laughs> how you're going to make money, how you're going to get employees. There's so much that you have to learn in terms of having employees. There's so much you have to learn in terms of paying taxes. We're not there yet. That's the big leagues. But here's the beautiful thing. You can have LLCs taxed as corporations. LLCs are so flexible in their management that you can be taxed as a corporation. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm not telling nobody what to do. I'm not giving anybody legal advice. I'm just telling y'all what makes sense. That makes sense. Mm. So there's a few things that I want to go into with some of the things that you just said. The first thing I want to get to is the funding, though, because I think that's a big one because I think you hit the nail right on the head whenever you say a lot of people let funding stop them from getting started. So, you know, you say it's everywhere. It's out there. But what if you have those people that just got that mindset? Like, I mean, I've been looking. Where, where am I supposed to look? So where would you tell these people, OK, this is where you should go to look for the funding? I would tell them to follow me <laughs> simply, simply because this is what I talk about. And I understand that mindset and I don't fight against the mindset. I just, I'm just a supplier. I just know, I know that you have this excuse. Well, here, guess what? Here's the solution. I'm not letting you get away with no problem. We only walking away with solutions. So business funding, talk about it all the time. I have two partners, Ellie and Trishana. One teaches us business credit and the other one teaches you how to write a business plan and get your business funded. We're a trio for a reason because we all have something different on lock. And Trishana, she literally, she'll talk about it. I'm not putting her on blast. She'll talk about she didn't have exceptional credit. She had very little money to her name. When she wrote that business plan. Wrote that business plan and got an ice cream shop. Now, Ellie, she used to work at American Express. She was like working corporate at American Express in the business credit department. Okay, so she's learned a few things about business credit. So she has that on lock. Overall, we all talk about it. We all talk about it. We have a webinar called Fire Your Boss. We host it. Actually, we're, I'm not going to say how often we host it because we're trying to figure out how often we're going to host it now. But just follow us. Turn on your post notifications. When Fire Your Boss comes around, you will know. But we all teach something different. Um, there's no reason for a person to say after they've spoken to any of us that they don't know how to run a business. We're going to give you every single thing, every single step. And here's the thing, right? Everybody comes to me with a different problem every mm-hmm. day. It's not, this isn't just, oh, I have all the answers. No, I go get answers. I go get answers. I know how to study. I know how to research. That's what attorneys do. You give them a problem. You tell them, hey, I got in trouble because of this. We know the law. But you gave us new facts. So now I have to go evaluate everything mm-hmm. based off of things. And you just talked to me about something I have never heard of before. So I had to go research it. But here's the thing. We research things. We're problem solvers. So, you know, where people get discouraged by something, coming to them like, oh, I have this problem. Come to me with the problem. I'll help you figure out how to deal with the problem. Because there's really, they're not real problems. They're just put in your path to see how bad you really want it. And we got to get stronger than just being like, oh, I have a problem. Well, me, I want a lot of problems because the more I have problems. Problems get you paid. 
you we're growing, right? Hey, don't we grow? That's a fact. Don't we? Every time we're growing, we deal with problems that we never dealt with. So if you don't have any problems in your life right now that are new, newsflash, you're not growing. Mm-hmm. Every day, you should have a new problem that's not like the problem yesterday. And another thing, if you have problems that are the same every day, you're stuck in a cycle, my friend. Yes. And you might want to grow and get out that cycle and really sit back and analyze, well, what's going on? Why does the same thing keep happening? Because I don't think the same thing should keep happening every day. I don't care if it's a leak in the roof. There should be. Eventually, you got to address <laughs> You got to figure out how to repair that leak. There needs to be some type of new problem, right? Because if there's no new problem, you're not growing and we got to grow. Mm-hmm. I got one more part I want to go in with what she was talking about. And it's about the S-Corp and the LLC part. And, you know, you kind of brought up the shareholders and things of that nature. And a lot of people probably get scared whenever they hear all of those things. So I just want to know, like, when should you go from LLC to an S-Corp? Because you can start and transition from an LLC to an S-Corp. I would say if you want shareholders. If you want to have shareholders, if you want more people having an ownership interest in your business, that's from a legal perspective. If you ask a CPA, a CPA might get up here and say, oh, and they made $50,000, but I'm not a CPA. So I see things differently. I see things like I want life to be simplified. I don't want to make my life more complex than it needs to be. So I feel like it's really complex to have to do these things if we decided we want to buy a company vehicle. We decided we wanted to buy company Lambos, whatever it is. I don't want to have to go through the formalities because I've been in corporate America and I'm tired of the formalities. I like flexible management. Mm. And the LLC definitely is the most Much flexible, more flexible yeah. of all types. Like, oh, So I did want to get into a couple of things, but I just thought about LLCs. Another way just to kind of illustrate how much more flexible it is to people. The way you can pay yourself with an LLC is so much easier than it is with like an S-Corp or something like that. We actually going through this process ourselves right now. LLCs, you can just do owner draws. And for anybody that's unfamiliar, you just basically, all the money is going to be taxed to you. So you just get the money. Like whatever you need or whatever you and your employers, I mean, you and your members agree upon, you pay and use nothing else. No, like you said, it's simple. Like there's no formalities, none of that shit. Yeah. And you get an escort, you gotta pay payroll taxes, you gotta set up with the workforce commission. It's it's, it's a hassle. That wasn't a question. That was just like a point I wanted to highlight. Oh, I love that. I love that. Uh, I agree. That sounds like that your salary, you guys could decide your salary without all the corporate formalities. If you say, you know what, this year we worked hard and we wanna all make. 300,000 a year this year, then you could decide that. Like, you can't do that with the corporation. And I don't see why we would overcomplicate our life mm. to get our money. Mm. Major. So, the other question that I, I wanted to get into with you was with the getting everything set up. One thing, like the additional documents outside of just like getting the LLC paperwork set up. What are some of the other things that people like they often look over that they need or like, can you offer some like, guidance in that? For sure. So like if I was to give like a basic checklist of like things you need to do after you form the LLC. So depending on your state, you have a follow up document 
where you tell them more information about your LLC, whatever it could be called a statement of information. I don't know, whatever your state has, make sure that you know that there's probably a follow-up document or just see if there's a follow-up document. But I'm pretty sure that there's a follow-up document that you have to tell them more about who you are. Then also you have to obtain an EIN number. EIN number, it's basically like your business's social security number. It's with the IRS directly. There's a whole bunch of sharks out there that are trying to take up to $250 to do an application that takes three minutes. Three minutes. Three minutes. It's sick. How much they take it to set up? That's the ignorance tax. That's what I call the ignorance (laughs) ignorance tax. I like that. (laughs) Don't pay that ignorance tax, y'all. Don't pay it. It Literally, irs.gov, okay? If it doesn't say .gov at the end, you're at the wrong place. You need to be on a government website. If you're on a .com, you're going to pay somebody to form you something that takes, it doesn't even take five minutes. But anyways, you get your EIN number. You take your EIN number, and then you go to the bank, okay? You go get you a business bank account. Because the whole reason of creating the LLC is to separate yourself from the business. So what we're not going to do is have the same business account because we haven't separated nothing. So then we go get our business bank account. I would say you have to start building your business credit. So you're going to have to get your Dun & Bradstreet number. Um, I'm not the business credit guru. That's Ellie. She'll tell you how. But that's the start. You register your business. You have to get, ooh, 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 something I missed, something I missed. You have to get a virtual business address before you form an LLC. Because when you form an LLC, you put your business address. Many people just put their their personal address not knowing that it's public record. So you're going to get a virtual business address and put that virtual business address on your LLC application because the last thing you want is people to know where you live. You're separating yourself from your business. You're not separating yourself if you put your house because then that's still still a connection to your personal self. Um, Agent for service of process. This is the person who accepts documents on behalf of your LLC. I personally say get a registered agent. I would never put myself as a registered agent unless it's, I don't know. I wouldn't say never, but just don't. Pay $50, pay, I don't know, $25 Google registered agent in your state, pay somebody, but don't be it yourself and make sure it's a registered agent. So that also goes on your LLC application. So when you have public records of your LLC, you have no personal information on there. Hmm. After those things, I would say, if you're going to hire employees, that's like a whole nother game. You need to understand the difference between employees and independent contractors. There's like several factors that tell you what an independent contractor is. So it's like, if you provide the tools to them, we're getting closer to them being an employee. If you tell them, you know, how long you really control day and their time and everything they do, getting closer to them being an employee. If they're able to take like other outside assignments, they're not, they're closer to being an employee. So you have to understand the difference in an employee and independent contractor, because if you're working with an independent contractor, all you do is pay their invoice. If you're working with an employee, you're paying their taxes. So you're going to need to be working with a payroll company. Make sure that you're paying your employees properly. And again, I'm not the expert in payroll, but I'm here to tell you, you have to work with a payroll company so they could tell you every single thing that needs to be taken. 
out this check and make sure you're dotting your I's and crossing your T's. Because I told you guys, when I was in law school, I worked at an employment law firm. You can get sued by your employees for anything. Race discrimination, gender discrimination. Harassment. Harassment. Oh, my God. Those cases, they're millions. They're millions, guys. They're millions. They could oh. slip and fall. Your employees could get hurt at work. Which is, I think that, that's important because that's why you preach separation from yourself. So if that does happen, you do get sued. You're not the one getting sued. Your business is the one. They can't come take your house. And people are so happy. People are so happy. And also another thing I forgot to tell them when you asked about, there's so many things. There's so many things that you have to do when you start a business, but you also need to get like some general liability insurance because. I was just about to ask you that. I (laughs) promise that I was. Yeah. I don't know why I, I didn't even think that, but you have to get general liability insurance because then when you get sued, okay, so dumb Dan, he doesn't have an LLC. He doesn't have a corporation. He also doesn't have general liability insurance. The smart Sam, okay? Oh, my God. I actually had a client named Sam, and I actually love Sam. Sam was actually really smart. He taught me a lot. (laughs) But smart Sam, you know, he has his LLC or corporation, and he also has general liability insurance or some, you know, I'm not going to just say general liability. He has some form of insurance that's adequate enough to cover anything that could occur in his business. And you guys not having insurance in your business is equivalent to driving around a car with no insurance. We're not afraid. We get in the car every day and none of us think about a car accident and we're not scared of that. But guess what happens? If there's a car accident, there's a lawsuit. It's the same Mm -hmm. exact process. I've done both. Literally on the insurance side, they give you a file that's either a car accident or a corporate, some type of business case. But on their end, it's all the same. So on our end, it needs to be the same. We can't be over here scared to start a business because we're scared to get sued. You got in the car and you wasn't scared. Mm. You jaywalked and you didn't think that one of these cars could hit you and you wasn't scared. So don't be scared to start a business. Just form your LLC or corporation and get your insurance. Mm. Risk mitigation. Where do I find it? Do you kind of know some of the vendors? Is Do I just go to like Geico, Progressive and be like, hey, I need some business insurance. Or is it like special vendors that they have for that? You can literally... Just Google like commercial liability insurance and just shop around. I don't know. It's just I'm not that person who who says like, oh, this bank is good. I think they're all the same. They ain't cutting you no check neither. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. You guys just get the. They're all the same. That's like y'all asking me what car to drive, Mercedes or BMW. Like whatever you want to drive, <laughs> just make sure you get the car that you feel flying. <laughs> So after I've gotten my LLC or my corporation, and I know this is a prominent thing in your career, uh, I want to start an affiliate marketing business. Where do I go from there? And so if you wanted to start just like an affiliate marketing business in general, um, see, I think um, affiliate marketing, it's like a subcategory of sales. So I can't even say how you would start one on your own, because I personally think if you're going to do affiliate marketing through your business. So if you have a product, you have affiliates of your product. So to the people who have businesses and you sell some type of product or maybe um, you have like a service, 
it's a service, you have like ambassadors of you, you have partnership programs, but I wouldn't make it a separate business. I would just add it as like a service because that service is actually a great, it's a great marketing business because whatever you have, you have people out there like, yeah, it's great. Like look at Fashion Nova, they got all them girls in those dresses. They got an army. You want your army, but you know, that's technically like affiliates, but I don't think it has to be separate, but there are like separate affiliate marketing, like businesses that they partner with people and they put people together, but I don't know that side of it. I'm kind of glad that we talked about the affiliate marketing because we did talk off camera about the social media space and the marketing. And I kind of wanted just to get into that side of how people are doing that and like the value proposition that's going on right now. And just some of the things that you've been seeing going on in social media. For sure. So the other day I posted, I basically said that, you know, the the social media gurus that walk around telling y'all like, you know, I made X, Y, and Z by my course to learn how. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. And I basically told them that the amount of money that they said came from the course that you're buying. So I just exposed it because I got tired of seeing it. I had somebody, I have people that pay me $2,000 a month to work with me. And I have somebody else claiming their success from their course. And I'm like, no, I'm going to expose it at this point because what you're not going to do is take my hard work. So I just exposed it because to me, every time I see it, it makes me sick because I feel like people are vulnerable. People are vulnerable and people want different lives now. Mm-hmm. So naturally they look for someone to show them the way. And I'm speaking to everybody who has influence. Like if you're not, if you're not sitting back and analyzing the fact that you have influence and analyzing whether you're going to use that influence for bad or good, like you're not doing your job, right? Because you didn't just get that influence just because you got it for a reason. You got a platform for a reason. I personally say use your platform for good. You work on yourself every day and you make sure that you're becoming the best version of yourself because at the end of the day, you got a whole bunch of people watching you. And I'm not here like, you know, there's celebrities like I'm not an idol. I'm not this. I'm not a role model. Nope. Nope. The second you do, you reap the benefits of it, you have to accept the responsibility of it. Mm. So if you have an influence, you need you need to use your platform 
for good. You can't use your platform to just be all about you. I don't I don't like that either. I don't like, you know, like, oh, look at me in my outfit. Look, like, no, like we really need to what our community needs the most is everybody giving the best version of themselves, sharing the knowledge they have, sharing it for cheap. Don't be taxing people just because they don't know. Don't be, oh, $5,000 to hear this information. No, give it to them for $20. Give it to them for $30. Whatever you need to, you know, charge to feel okay. Like, but why charge people that is already struggling $300, $400 for you to live better? No, give it to them for cheap and give them a lot of game. Like, be real on, like, let's have some real influencers. Let's have some people that have substance with K's behind their names. Like, let's not have a whole bunch of vain people. And, and so I'm, I was speaking to the influence, but now to the people who are looking at the people with the K, unfollow any person, any single person, if they make you feel less than yourself, if they make you feel envious, if they make you feel unhappy with your life, if you don't go to their page and feel inspired and happy and love and feel like they care about you more than they care about themselves, unfollow them they're a waste of your time and you need to diminish their power on earth. Okay. Because that's false prophets. Y'all don't, don't follow the false prophets. Mm. Don't follow the false prophets. And you got to be able to recognize the difference between real people and fake people. Cause there's a whole bunch of fake people with K's behind their names. Don't think that they're real just because they have a K. Don't think I'm real because of anything. Don't think I'm real because I'm an attorney because no, nah, listen closely to what I say. And if you like what I say, then follow me. If you don't, then you could decide that you don't like me. But give people an honest chance at analyzing them. Analyze them truly. Don't analyze them based off of any man-made standard. Oh, this person drives a cool car. I think, nope, nope, nope. I have some of the most amazing friends who are super low-key. They don't have no followers, but they're amazing people. They're way more, have way more depth than these people with K's behind their name. So let's start valuing people, you guys, instead of false prophets, please. Mm. Like it kills that. If there's anything that irks my soul, like I hate that there's false prophets out here. And like, I'm truly, I'm truly a person that since I was little, I knew my purpose was to influence my people. So I don't take my, I don't take how many followers I have lightly. I don't take it lightly that whoever's on my live is really here to get some information. I'm not playing with that. And I'm scared to play with it because then you're going to deal with the force that's outside yourself because you have all those eyes on you and, and people are supporting you because things look good. But if you're not using it for right, an example will be used out of you. And the fall will be very, very great because an example has to be made out of you to teach people a lesson, right? So you don't play with that force. You don't play with that force. You be humble and you fear what could happen if you puff up your chest because that fall would be great. Mm. I just, message. I got to mention that thing that you touched on in that with like how easy it is for people to get caught up in looking at all these things that people say and do and like letting that determine like their value for themselves. Like you should never let what somebody just posted on the internet, like they pictures and all that shit. Like you said, I like that a lot that if it makes you feel less than it makes you feel like 
it puts you in a bad place. You should distance yourself from that. Like we talk about social media and using it intentionally often on this podcast. And it's easier to fall into the hole of this side of the internet, the black wealth side, the LLC, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I'm the queen of that. <laughs> Whenever you look at this space, you got to recognize that not everybody in this space is in it to help everyone. And they're not here really to, to even help you. They're, they're here to help themselves, like you just mentioned. So you got to be mindful of what you see and what you intake and what you feel from that, because you should only go to things that are helping you get further along with social media, not just diving deep into this space and wanting to be so heavily involved and know everything that's going on that you just following everybody. And some of these people not even mm-hmm. trying to help you or they're not trying to help anybody. Like Man. you said, but themselves. Man. And I don't know if y'all talk about like religion on here. I don't have a religion that I would speak on, but I would just talk about good, bad, evil, God, devil, in simple terms. But you got to see who's godly walking here because, man, the people who are walking in devilish ways, they're so vain. They're so vain. And I think that they're so hurt in how they're moving. I think that the content is created to make you feel that way. There's some people, you know, they literally walk around and they're like, oh, I'm going to prove my haters wrong. So if there's people like that, there's also people who have influence who are like, oh, I feel good when people feel bad about themselves. So don't fall prey to anybody's insecurities, mm. to anybody's hate that's in their heart, to anybody's mm. battles that they haven't fought and any unhealed parts of anybody's soul. You need to just connect with pure people, genuine people, even through social media. You have to be able to see the difference. and. I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know. I think it'll take time. But for a long time, we do this. Human beings, we do this crap. We look at, it's not just social media. We look at celebrities and think that celebrities know something. Celebrities are idiots. (laughs) There's not a, you know what? Let me stop. There's some celebrities that are actually really smart. Think about a Shaq. You think about a Nipsey. You think about Oprah. Like they're smart individuals. But some of them are stupid though. Yeah, you think about blue face, baby. <laughs> yeah, <I. laughs> but who knows? He could be smart. Yeah. He could have a stage appearance. But the thing is, I think a little pump. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think he's dumb too. But yeah, you know, I think you got to be careful when it comes to these like these artists you listen to. The other day, I ran into YG and Louis Vuitton, and I was like, if you could do anything, like just remember, like, can you please use your platform to keep educating people because. I saw him post a picture of showing like how he had different streams of income. And I was just like, can you share that more? Because our people need to hear it. We really need to hear it. Like we need people that people look up to really talking about things of substance. I mean, do your thing, like still entertain, but please, like you got all these people following you. Please tell them something worth hearing, please. Yeah. Hmm. How, what was his response to that? He's like, I am. I am. I am. He wants to keep going in that direction. Like, I'm excited to see because like YG in like L.A., like. Yeah, he pretty big. He's like, we've been hearing him for a long time since we were like younger. So I've been hearing him since I was in high school. So it would be cool to see that evolution of him, Mm -hmm. to see him, you know, going from. Tooted and booted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be, I would be, I would be really happy to see that. Really proud of him, like as an artist to evolve into that. Mm, That's dope. 
So, Sarah, we could go ahead and we'll pivot into the last segment of the show. We kind of already talking on social and stuff. So we want to ask you, what's on your timeline? So what's something that you've seen on social media, the internet, the news, TV, whatever, that you just saw it stood out on, stood out to you and you just want to speak on? Um, I want to speak on, in general, um, what I think it takes to rebuild our community because everything that I see isn't what I like. So there's no point of me going on a rant about that. So I'd rather talk about what I think it takes for us to have this black wealth renaissance. Like, I love it. I love it. I'm ready for it. But what that takes is it takes us collectively, mentally coming together and deciding that we're all committed to that cause, that we're not against each other, that we've all been wronged. And the only people we need to be mad at is the people that's keeping us where we at and who's miseducating us, who's feeding us with propaganda. That's the only person to be mad at. We need to love each other. We need to all decide that we're here as brothers and sisters. We need to start our businesses. We need to buy from our businesses. We need to create systems that we haven't. Like how many black hospitals are there? How many black banks are there? Mm. How many black grocery stores are there? We don't have nothing. We don't have nothing. We spend all our dollars elsewhere. As soon as the money soon as dollars come into the black house, we dish it back out to another community. So we really need to start these businesses. We really need to employ our people. We really need to, you know, shop with our people. If it's a service, you have a black service. If it's a cleaners, you're going to a black cleaners. Everything you do needs to be black, period. Like, I don't know how long that'll take, but if I'm Martin Luther King, that is my dream. Like, I can't Mm. wait to freaking see it. I could cry right now. Like, it kills me. And I'm like, man, I just want to see it in my lifetime so bad. I just want to see us thriving. Like, I want us to turn off the TV so we stop seeing us beat and let's create our own networks. Like, this is a great network because we're talking about great things that our Black people are seeing, are doing. Because guess what, y'all? Like, the media... They're, they're not going to show it to us. Media's in this. They're all in cahoots, y'all. They're they're all in cahoots. So you have to turn them off. You have to turn them off and you have to tune in to us because only person who's going to tell you who you are is your own people. You got to do research on your history and figure out who you are. You can't say, you know, because America, they like to convince us that we're worthless. Man, we got to tell them that we're freaking kings and queens. We are royalty we are royalty, y'all. We have far superior skills, knowledge, strength. I don't know. I don't know any other race woman that could run faster than me, that could lift heavier than me. Like, y'all don't see me, but I stand tall, y'all. True athlete. I don't know other races unless they're professional athletes. They're not as athletic. I don't know another one who could sit down and talk to me and be where I am mentally. So I'm telling y'all, we're all like this. We're all like this. Like, we just have to grow it and facilitate it and cultivate it. You know, we can't just keep letting America convince us that we're nothing. Mm. We, we started this. If, if we were nothing, there would be no America. Like, let's really think about that. We built all of it. These colleges, we built America. We even built the White House. We built 
everything. <laughs> we built everything, y'all. And they're convincing us that I you literally. You stupid, you lazy, you yeah, worthless. They tell me every time I go on social media, everybody's not meant to start a business. Oh, so we're supposed to work at white-owned businesses. That's all we're worth. That's what you're telling me. No, like we are the alpha mega everything. So yeah, that's what I want to leave with. Like, let's really start this Black Wealth Renaissance. That's why I came on this podcast. That's why I flew out here because I'm like, the name I'm here for and I'm here for the evolution. Like I'm waiting. And I think 2020, that was the start because 2020 got y'all shook. Y'all thought y'all little jobs was secured. Oh, and then you thought the government was going to save you after. <laughs> no, nah, they proved to you that you're all you got and we all we got. Because guess what? They got a lot richer during that time. So I'm calling you right now. This is the end of church right now. If, <laughs> if, if 2020 shook you, if 2020 told you that, you know, huh, I don't like my life because before you thought that everything was secure and now you're recognizing that you know, there's a dream that I left unfulfilled. 2021 is your year to start it. There's not a hurdle in your way. Like hurdles are meant to be jumped over. They're not meant to be roadblocks. Yeah, no, we just, we coasting over the hurdles. So that's my roll call to y'all. If you felt that way in 2020, follow me, y'all. I'll provide you with all the solutions. And I didn't talk about this, but really quick, I'm actually a yoga instructor as well. So that's what gives me balance overall in life. Like as black people, we got to learn how to meditate. We got to learn how to quiet our mind because, oh my God. Information like, overload this era right now. Can't take it. I, I don't ever turn on the TV. I don't ever like, I don't even listen to music. I'd be like that tempo, something's in it. I don't want to hear it. They put something in it. Like I'm telling y'all, because I do yoga, because I get silent, is something in the wavelength that they deliver to us that keeps us down. And I'm a person, I be literally saying, I be literally saying, I'm like, I'm the type of person that America is going to take out and I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. If I go down like this, if I go down for just waking up people's consciousness, I don't care. That's why I was here in the first place. Mm. Message. <laughs> You're waiting to mask down. <laughs> <laughs> But man, you ended on a great note and uh, you ended with telling them to follow you. So I just want you to plug yourself. Let them know where can they follow you and what's your ad name and everything like that. Yes, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. I haven't started my videos, but they about to get uploaded. YouTube, um, TikTok, all Sierra, C-I-E-R-R-A underscore E-S-Q. Mm. Made it simple and plain for y'all. I love it. I love it. Well, Sierra, I just want to say thank you on behalf of Black Earth Renaissance for you taking the time to fly out here, come drop some of these gems, um, let us into your world and just really, you know, what's going on in the business lane, what people need to do. Y'all definitely, definitely go back and re-listen to those top three things of why you need an LLC or escort. I think those are very, very beneficial. And once again, we just appreciate you. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. I actually, you guys are like one of the first pages that I advertise on. So you guys, because so you guys have the group with the other pages. Mm -hmm. So that's my bread and butter. Like you guys helped me grow my platform. Like between you guys, Brand Startup, Black Millionaires, I would just keep my ads on rotation between you two. I would see other pages and I'd be like, no, but I own like none of them. 
but you guys pages like really helped me grow. So thank you so much. And I'm happy to be here because I feel like I couldn't be here without you guys. That's, hey, that's appreciate dope. We appreciate that. it. We glad it kind of come full yeah. circle with it. Yeah. So like Jayla was saying again, thank you. Like I, that's a dope anecdote to add to the story. <laughs> Shit. Thank you again. So before we get out of here, y'all, we're going to wrap it up with a couple house cleaning items. As always, everybody, thank you for tuning in to the Black Wolf Renaissance podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or you didn't enjoy it, leave a review, man. We, we don't care. Like, we, we, we trying to hear. Like, we want to yeah. know what y'all got to say. Make sure you're sharing this with your friends, your family, everybody. We want to continue to push out this message. Like we said, we want this Black Wolf Renaissance to actually start. So we need our people to understand these things. So continue to help educate and elevate our people by sharing this message with them. Other than that, Jared. Make sure you follow, subscribe, man, and keep it up to date with what we got going in BWR, man. Yeah. Until then, this is Black Crawford from the side signing out. Peace. I got money on my mind. I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my lot unless it's money on the phone. Gotta get it on the daily. All I want is dubs. You know what I'm on. I've been chasing after paper. All I know is growing money marathon. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.